everyone and welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast uh, with myself, Daryl, James, Matthew and Jamie. Um, look, we're ready for the Premier League and let's get this going. How you doing, fellas? Good, good. Yeah, Not bad, a bit bad. warm? Yeah, it's still a bit warm. Nice cut of rain showers overnight, but um, yeah, it's still very muggy out there and it's meant to get even hotter next week. But um, And it's meant to get even hotter on the weekend when the Premier League starts and I can't wait. Um the Premier League did actually begin last night with two games that had to be caught up. Uh, what was your thoughts on those? So let's talk about Sheffield United. <laughs> Anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Yeah, so Sheffield United Villa first, nil nil. I thought it was a pretty good game to be fair. What's yeah, well, nil nil, but no thanks to goal line technology and VAR. What an <laughs> what absolute shit show that was. That that's. Yeah, I- we're, we're sitting here watching that, and we said it was a goal straight away. As soon as you look at it, that's a goal. Yeah. Right. Have you heard Dean Wilder's po- uh, review, uh, post-match interview? Basically, everyone was like, that felt like a goal, but no one got the notification from VAR to say yes. So they kind of can't overrule it themselves. Oh, it's Hawkeye to start off with. So Hawkeye started off, and then VAR, Harris VAR, not, not totally. You, don't, you don't even need VAR for that. You can just see as a goal. No, <laughs> no the, the referees in nature, the referees and linos don't need to look for it anymore because they rely on the technology. Yeah, which he's bad, so really. The, yeah, which yeah. is the thing. It's basic. That's basic, and that's. I was speaking to my old man about it. That, that there, that one point the Villa have got. If that knocks us, if that sends us down. Because if one mistake, people be fuming, and even even um, like Villa being kept up by that, they could be laughing. By yeah. one or oh, Sheffield yeah. United could miss out on Champions League. Exactly that. They lost two points because of that. Hey. Oh, they ain't getting Champions League. <laughs> they, no, could. They, they, they could. They could. They could. I know they could, but they ain't. Especially just... with City looking like they're going to miss out. It could definitely uh, happen. I think the, the Europa League as well, like it does have a lot of implications. Definitely. Um, what was your, what's your actual thoughts on the game? I thought Villa Villa were a better side for. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite a decent match, if I'm honest. I, I thought it was a very, very. They looked very even, very, very well matched. Um, it was there were some chances both ends. Obviously, a bit of drama. I thought it was quite a good game. Yeah, I think um, Henderson had a good game in goal for Sheffield United again. I think he's had a really good season overall. Um, and it'll, I wouldn't be surprised to see him challenging for the number one shirt at United probably next season. Um, but, yeah, Villa definitely started the stronger. They came out of the blocks looked like they... Um, yeah, raring to go. Obviously, yeah, raring to go. And they've, they've obviously got a lot to fight for. Um, Sheffield United came back into it a bit more as the game went on. Um, but I think overall, point... Probably just about a fair result. Hmm. Can I just apply a devil's advocate with that just quickly? Um, with the uh, Sheffield United thing, now obviously they were on a roll, weren't they? They had the huge momentum behind them. They were doing really, really well before the break. Did Do you think possibly that where they've had to do a restart, it's actually put them back on a level playing field again and they've just lost their yeah. momentum to make Villa look better? Yes, definitely. Absolutely, because... This is the thing I was saying. Like West Ham are going into three games before the Corona against Wolves, Chelsea, and Tottenham. You had Wolves who were in Europe, Tottenham who were injury prone, and Chelsea who were on a slump. 
Tottenham have now got back their best players. Chelsea have had time to recuperate and come back, and Wolves are only going to focus on the league now. Mm. It's Sheffield United. The five sub kills them because they're such a small squad that teams that have better players in depth are going to benefit from having five subs. Oh, definitely. Like, this is really going to re- affect Sheffield United. It's really. Like, I didn't watch the game, but I did worry that Sheffield United are going to been bring brought back down to earth. I think this generally affects all teams because especially the teams that have struggled. I think the Aston Villa manager said it. They've had a, like another mini pre-season where they've sorted out a few problems. They've got the, they put the youngster up front. He's back fit. I thought he looked very very tidy yesterday. Very strong. Very quick. Um, teams like that. Like hopefully we've had the same. We'll have the same um, good good spin on this little break because we can come back. Yeah get a good result against Wolves and we go on a bit of a flyer, which we've got the quality to do. Problem is, if you if you lose, you're in that same boat again. If you lose one, you can end up losing four or five in a row and then you're in big trouble because you're still so close down there, even up to sort of Newcastle in 13. Yeah. You don't want to lose two or three in a row because you're in big trouble. I didn't realise how big the gap was between, um, what is it, 15th and 14th? It's like a five point or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah. little gap there. So, yeah, but, yeah so you need like saying. a good couple of wins on the bounce to just close that. Yeah, definitely. You don't know how any team's going to come back, as we saw last night. I mean, you know, Sheffield United, you're expecting them to rock up at Villa if, if you're before this break and think, yeah, that's probably going to be a fairly straightforward three points for them. You'd like players have had a few weeks where they couldn't train at all or like they had to do some fitness work in their house or something. Then they've had a week of socially distanced training, which is still, it's not going to get them back. And then they've had two or three weeks of proper training, which is, it's not a pre-season. Like if you're looking at a proper pre-season that any Premier League club would have, you're looking at a six weeks to two months of full-on training to get yourself back in game and match sharpness, which they're just not at at the moment, which is why we've got these drinks breaks, why we've got five subs. They know they're not there yet, but I reckon give it a month or so, and then you'll probably see it back to a little bit more um, of form. I think... I think the irony is actually in the next game. Man City, before the game, were saying, look, we're not ready. We're not fit. We're barely there. And then Arsenal were like, yeah, we've had a great pre uh, like workout where you think we're ready. They go and get two injuries and one of the players they bring on basically loses in the game for them. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's in general for you, though, isn't it? He's always a bit like downplaying things and saying, oh, yeah, we're not ready. We're not like, mm, oh, yeah. we haven't had enough time to prepare. And then they'll come out and score seven goals. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair, that first sort of twenty minutes, I thought Arsenal looked okay, City looked okay, but then once once David Luiz come on, that game turned on its head. He's so bad, like it's, it's, if, if we went out and bought him, I'd be fuming. Yeah, I wouldn't want that bad. I, I wouldn't, like, considering how poor our defence can be, I wouldn't swap Obana and Diop for him. No way. He does. I'd put him in. I'd have him as a squad player. You watch him some games. You look. You think, wow, what a well beater! Like, yeah. He wins a lot of balls in the air. He's good with the ball at his feet. He's got great technique. And then you see him in games like last night. It's just mistake after mistake, and he doesn't know where to stop the mistakes. Yeah. Do you want a, do you want a good David Lewis stat? Go on. So David Lewis had a red card once every hundred and sixty games in the Premier League for Chelsea. With Arsenal, it's once every 13 games. Wow. And for, for Chelsea, he gave away a penalty once every 53 games. At Arsenal, it's once every 6.5 games. 
Oh my god. I think I will to end his defence. Uh, I, I don't think he's good enough either. When you're at Chelsea, like when he was at Chelsea not long ago, he had N'Golo Kante in front of him, who is arguably the best holding midfielder and is the perfect shield. You go to Arsenal, you haven't got that shield, like, and you are taking a lot more pressure. And yeah, he's he's mistake prone. And obviously, if you've got to deal with 10 things instead of five, you're more likely to throw in a clanger. And That's I, a good point. That, I yeah. do kind of... Sorry for him in that element, but yeah, he's not good enough. No, not anymore. Um, especially for the amount of money that he's been sold to for different clubs like PSG and Chelsea and stuff. He's not good enough anymore for that. Um, Man, City oh, were, Man City were very good for their win. De Bruyne um, is just... He's just De Bruyne, isn't he? I think you run out of superlatives for him in the, in the end. Like, you, how much can you say about the man who's been doing it consistently for two, three years at this point? And in that time, he's been top three player in the league every year. Yeah, without a doubt. He's, but I think by far now, he's the best player in the league. I think so, the only player that you Salah is the only person who comes close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you throw Van Dijk in there as well. I mean, I know defensive players don't get the glory of... Oh, he's the best players. defender in the league, isn't he? He's definitely yeah. the best defender by far. They're the best three in the Premier League at the moment, without a doubt. And it'll be Not good really to, see them, be good think... to see them play over the next couple of weeks in a in a short and condensed period. Because the fact you're going to have games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, then to see all these players play every game on TV is going to be fantastic. Um, let's move on from that. So Arsenal lost 3-0 to City. We had a 0-0 draw, Sheffield United Villa, which isn't the worst result for West Ham, but isn't the best. We move on to the weekend with 10 more games of football. Two Friday, four Saturday, four Sunday, two Monday, is that right? Uh, so it's two Friday, four Saturday, three Sunday, one Monday. Quite a few. Yeah, that's it, yeah. It's quite cool. a lot. Um, we play at 5.30 on uh, Saturday. We play World Saturday at home. Other than us, what's the one game you're looking forward to over the weekend? For what? me, it's got to be the Merseyside Derby Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably with you apart from probably Man. Spurs United. Yeah, they're the yeah. two games. Yeah. I, I'm interested by the Spurs menu on Friday as to what sort of lineup Man United will have. Will Pogba finally be back yeah. from its 431 fake injuries? <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're a team that really interests me going forward with yeah, yeah. Rashford fires. Martial was in quite good nick. Fernandez. Mm. They could be a real they could be a real good team going. They're a bit of a year. sleeping giant, aren't they, United? Yeah. I'm Yeah, I'm quite high on Manu. I have been all season. I remember early doors, I had a bet with one of my friends that Manu had come above Chelsea. Still kind of hopeful that'll come in. I just kind of think they've got a basically a decent squad, basically through the core. I honestly think if they get a holding midfielder, I don't yeah, think they're that's the problem. I don't think they're Man City or Liverpool ready. But them and Chelsea are basically well, the best of the rest. Between, well, I think on the way down not even because I dislike Tottenham I just think they need to improve their defence and I just think Man U are starting to address issues what really? like Chelsea next year Chelsea next year could be something else yeah with their signings but I think yeah. Man U as well Bruno Fernandes coming in he hit the ground running when he came in in January it'll be interesting to see if he picks up where he left off mm. um, and you think I think the other thing as well I think I think 
watch Rashford. I know um, it's quite often you see people, players that are in the public eye for something else. So Sterling has been very vocal on Black Lives Matter. Um, and when he's been in the news for other things in the past, he's often come out firing. And we saw that last night, he bagged the goal. Rashford's obviously been in this very public sort of debate with um, government at the moment over school meals for kids over the summer. So I think he can easily sort of take that momentum from off the pitch and onto the pitch. And I think he's one to watch for the rest of the season. Definitely. Leader of the opposition, leader of Man U's attack. <laughs> exactly. He's, he, it seems like Marcus Rashford has been around like forever and he's only like 22. It's just crazy yeah. how, how young he actually still is. And like, I think he got, he had like the Wayne Rooney effect. People put a lot on it, lot, lot on his head, on his shoulders uh, at such a young age because he had so much, you know, potential. A bit like Phil Walker as well, in a way. And I think you just need, I think at 22, you've just got to let him, you've just got to let him do his thing. Probably if, for a youngster like that, um, for his body type and the way he plays, which we've seen in the last couple of years, he's just going to keep picking up injuries. Like, um, he'll keep getting muscle problems because he's so, he's, he's, I, I sort of put him in the same sort of body body frame as Michael Antonio at times. They're so athletic and strong. That yeah. He's going to keep, which will never do him in good stead to play a full year and bag in so many goals and then going to a, a major tournament. Like, again, this year, he was doing it, he, he looked quality, Big injury, potentially would have put him out for the Euros and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the problem with these players that they can't. It's not the same as back in the day where they could play three times in in a week all the time. That's that's the that's the problem. They're they're so much more athletic these days that we're going to get more and more injuries to our youngsters. But I tell you what, if England can keep those players fit, England have got one hell of a squad going into next year. Yeah, I think the problem England have is our defence, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll come uh, when when it comes around to a national yeah. break or something. Yeah, um, let's have a little break and then we're going to go into our preview of our first game of, of the, the new season, let's call it that. Um, and we'll get stuck into West Ham Wolves. Bowie, stopped by Earl. Michael Hughes can't clear the first time, nor the second time. Bent wide nicely by Mark Vivian Foet. Sinclair's cross over Cunningham. De Canio! I do not believe that! That is sensational, even by his standards. Oh, take a bow, son. Take a bow. You are not going to see a better goal than this. Great ball from Foy. Even better ball from Sinclair. But that is just sensational. Outside of the right foot. He's off the ground with both feet when he makes contact. Look at him. Up he goes. Oh, that is quite sensational. What a magnificent goal. A moment of striking perfection from Paolo Di Canio. OK, let's move on to um, West Ham versus Wolves, our first game of the Saturday, the new season, on Saturday the 20th. Is that right? Saturday the 20th of... Yep. Uh, Saturday the 20th of June. We play at home at 5.30. Um, again, no fans, which you said it last night. What are your... Um, thoughts on the game can we get a result should we get a result anyone got any thoughts on it it's hard to say isn't it really I think if you if you were going into this game before the break I'd say it's a, it's a tough game um, I'd take a point uh, now it's very much still I'd take a point now if you offered it to me but we don't know 
what sort of like fitness levels are going to be like for both teams. Um, any injuries coming out of the break? We don't know who's back from injuries, who is now injured. So I'd still take a point if you offered it to me now, but I think we definitely anything can happen in these first rounds of games. So no result would surprise me at the moment. Yeah, I think um, it's it's interesting because obviously watching the games yesterday and we had the um, the crowd effects, I thought that made a massive difference, especially watching it from TV. I think when before they added the crowd effect in and the sound, and I think it did sound like a training match, when they added the sound in, it actually surprisingly worked for me. Um and the banners around the stadium, particularly at Villa Park, I thought looked uh, looked quite good. Um, but I do think going forward, they need to add the sound effects in the whole time um, around the stadium. And uh, yeah, that, uh, it, like, like pretty much what uh, Matt said, really. Um, you don't really know what fitness levels both teams are like. Um, I know that we've uh, not had any knocks apparently according to any of the, the ITKs on Twitter and stuff but is the only one that they're worried about uh, yeah and that's not 100% is it no so you know it could be okay um, but uh, like I said we've had two fixtures already uh, friendlies and we've won both whether they've played the kids or not it's always good for confidence isn't it so to go into a game knowing that they're scoring goals is good yeah, the the only thing uh, I've sort of heard with the Ogbonna situation is he's is a good he's about fifty fifty chance of him playing, and if he doesn't play, the rumor is Declan Rice will start at centre half with Diop, and because you've got the likes of Wilshere, Noble, Zuzhek, Fornell, yeah. all fit and ready to go in midfield now, so that's that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on the game is we've got nothing to lose out of it. We've got Spurs and Chelsea coming up in the next two and a half weeks. This Wolves game has got to be one we've got to go look to win. So yeah. they've got to come out there flying from 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 minute one and try and try and get a result. Because you, if you if you lose all three, you're in big trouble. So for us, Anderson's got to play uh, Bowen, Antonio. You've got to go pretty much all out and try and beat these and get yeah. a possible. Well, Anderson's Those three players play just said, but would you not play? Because you've got Haller to put in that team. I'd look at playing... Um, I'd probably look at going 4-4-2. Um, I'll come back to that later on, but the, I'll come back to it when we do predicted lines. But I'd look at playing 4-4-2 and play Haller and Tony up front. Um, with Bowen out and Anderson there as well, but we'll come back to it later. Um, Jay, what's your thoughts on the game? I can't... I've, watching so much of this, it's so hard to gauge where to... Of what's going to happen, where it's going to lead to, but I'm I'm not hopeful. If I'm honest, Wolves seem. I think Wolves, since we've come back, have beaten us in every single game. All three we've played against them, and I think the only one that was close was the first game back, where that we. I just think they're well matched up to beat us. I don't. I will be impressed if we come out of this with a point. I just think. It came at the wrong time, the break. I personally don't want Declan Rice to centre half. I don't think he should go there, if I'm honest. I think there's a lot. 
I would go off Bonner. If a Bonner's not fit, I'd go Balbuena and Diop. We've had proven that they work together. Rice has played every single minute of every single game this year at holding midfield. It's done a decent job. Keep him there. Like, okay, we might need to change it and see if it works, but still kind of think that's where he should go. I, I'll be honest, if we get a result out of this game, I'll be really pleased because I just don't see it. I agree with you on the Rice thing. I think him going to centre-half should be a last result. If you're yeah. like, you just need a body there, he's obviously your man to fill in. But I think he's so effective as a holding midfielder at the moment and he's proven himself there. He's got into the England squad on that in, on that basis. Yeah. Don't leave him. I'm comp- I completely agree on that. The only problem is a lot of people still see him as, still see him as a better centre-half. Yeah, like a lot, of, pe- a lot of people do. If he goes to Chelsea, they want to move him back to a centre-back. Yeah, um, it's his trade position, but, now, isn't it? That, that's where he's that's where he's brought up, and he's a cracking centre half. But as a centre midfield, as a holding midfielder, he's done he's done nothing wrong for us, and he's been a sort of talisman for the last year. Yeah. Do you think he looks so good in midfield for us because he's just got the talent that a lot of our players don't have? So when you, for example, like if you was to put Virgil Van Dijk in Declan Rice's position in our team. He would probably be just as talented enough to do the same job, but do you think that that's because he's a ball playing? He's a ball playing centre half. So do you think it's because the rest of our standard of our players isn't as high? That I'm not saying that Rice is overrated at all. I'm just saying, do you think that's why he looks as good as he does in midfield when he could play both positions just as equally as good? I think he stands out a lot because he has a lot of work to do, which is. Sort of in that position at the moment, in that holding midfield, you look at the the midfielders around him; they're not up to those that same level. So he has a lot of work to do. They get through the rest of yeah. midfield a lot, so he 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 has a lot to do, and he normally is pretty successful at it. Yeah. If you put him in that same position in a different side, a better side like a Chelsea, he wouldn't have as much to do. He wouldn't stand out as much, but he would still be just as effective. Mm. Um, and then again, if you put him at centre half, I think. You'd see a similar thing. Obviously, he wouldn't be getting up and down as much, but his tackling is his real strong point, I think, and timing yeah. his tackles yeah. nine times out of ten is look, very good. So. I look at him, and I don't see... You've got players like John Stones that are in this England squad, and I don't look at him and think he's a better player than Rice at all, in the slightest. I think John yeah. Stones gets a lot of unfair criticism, I will be honest. Good centre-half, John Stones, but he's not his ball player that everyone thinks he is. He just makes too many mistakes for me. I have one disagreement with you about Rice, Mig. Is um, even a, a, if he went to say Chelsea and played hold midfield, you're right that he wouldn't get as much coming on to him, so it wouldn't come in. But the, the way Kante stands out at Chelsea, I think it's the same way because he's not they're, they're, not, being they're not being broke on as much. When they do get broke on, and he and he and he, fly, uh, and he clears it up, like Kante is so revered because of what he does. My problem with Rice at West Ham. And I'm a massive Noble fan. I always have been and always will be. And I love, love the bloke. Mm. But Noble's put Rice under so much pressure in the last couple of years. You watch games and people run past Noble and then Declan's got to pick up two positions. Mm. And that, that at times makes Declan look amazing. But at the same time, you think, Declan, you shouldn't be there. And yeah, it can, also, it can have a, a, a negative effect as well because he's getting dragged around so much that... Sometimes, like that's when the fans, not like necessarily West Ham fans, because we all adore him and we all think he's literally like our gem that has come through the academy. 
So we're gonna, you know, we maybe we do overrate him, but then why not? We are we're, we're entitled to. He's the best player we've had for years. So he's the best player we've had since Rio. Oh, absolutely, and he's I'd put him in the same. He's in the same bracket as Rio. Uh, yeah, especially at West Ham because Rio didn't sort of show that potential until he left us. So oh, I don't know, mate. He was good. He was great. He was great for us. He was great for us. I'm not saying he wasn't. So don't think I wasn't saying he wasn't as good. But he didn't get to his full potential until he left us. So Declan will be exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I suppose. But sorry, won't ever be as good. Declan will never be as good as Rio Ferdinand. It's a bold statement, though. Rio Ferdinand's in England's top five best ever centre halves. You're probably you're probably correct. But let's not put Declan down already, because he's, yeah, he's only yeah. He's only yeah. Said that, but I, I, I think Declan Rice is great. I do, I do kind of think though there is better players in his position though. If I'm honest, and I know we had a dispute about. I said Wilfred indeed he's better than Declan Rice right now, and I know you disagree with that claim. I just, I I'll still disagree. I just watch, I just watch, I just watch him play, and I don't see him make very many mistakes. If I'm honest, he's passing superb, both left and right footed. He, uh, this Rice, I mean, not indeed he. It but. says everything with Declan Rice. People say he's, he's only he only passes the ball side. Was that goal? Was it Anderson's goal? Yeah, superb. Yeah, but, oh, my God, right? When you've got that in your locker, forever. Yeah. The thing that lets him down is just his shooting, and I'm I'm pretty sure he obviously he's got he's work he probably works on it quite a lot. But he don't he don't need to score goals, does he? He's not he's not on a he's not a goal scorer. No, he doesn't care if he never scores again. He's basically a defender with a bit more freedom. Yeah, <laughs> he scored his goal. He got one against Arsenal where everyone went nuts. Yeah, um, that's a good goal, that goal wasn't it? Right, well, what's um say Jay Jay? You said you're, you're um, stuff on walls. Who's the one player in the walls side that everyone's worried about the most? It's got to be a Dharma Traore, isn't it? I'm with you. He is, he is the one sort of player that will be direct, running at your defenders, um, especially your wingers. So, if, if, assuming he'll start on the right, you're looking at your left back. So, if you're looking at Masuaku or Cresswell or whoever it's going to be, um, he's going to be running at them. He could easily, they could easily pick up an early yellow card, and then you've got your most direct attacking player running at a player on a yellow card for however long of the game. So, and he's the one thing Trio has always been criticised with is his end product, which he's been starting to put together a bit this season. So if he carries on on the form, he was not so much just before the break, because he tailed off a little bit, but around Christmas in the new year, he was all guns blazing really. So I think he's the one we need to watch. They've obviously got lots of talented players. You've got Jimenez, Jota, um, Doherty coming in from fullback, but I think Troy is the one, the key man. Yeah. Anyone else? Everyone, everyone agree? I'd have gone Raul, but I do think Adama is going down a side which is probably our weaker fullback side, but fullback is probably our weaker point in general in our sides. It's, yeah, it's going to be tough. It depends tough if to Cresswell play. turns up, because if Cresswell's on it, He's fantastic. As long as it ain't Masawaku, Masawaku is bloody terrible. I hate Masawaku, but I think he's going to start because I think they're going to go with the pace of Masawaku. It's going to be better to counter Traore. Oh, you might, just send him off, might as well send him off now. That's the problem. Because mm-hmm. he, he, he's like a 
but he's not as bad as a Louise, but he just makes mistakes in defence. I'd rather have him as left wing. But there you it's go. Him. I think he's useless in everything he does. Yeah. Um, it's good in one of our friendlies, though, so, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Predicted lineup. Uh, Jamie, what you got as a predicted lineup for me? Well, Fabianski in goal. Right back, I think they'll go Fredericks. I think they'll go centre half of Diop. Balbuena or Bonner, depending on who's fit. Left back, I want Creswell, but I think they'll go Masawaku. I would then go Noble, uh, not Noble, blood. <laughs> no, I, I would go Rice, Suchek, Fornaus. I would then go a left sided of Anderson, right side of Bowen, striker Haller. No Antonio. I love Antonio. I just think that is probably my strongest West Ham team right now. Fair enough. James? Um, okay. So, I think I think Moyes will go with um, probably putting Noble in, his club captain, um, in the midfield with Rice and probably, probably Suchek. I don't think he... He's not the big... I don't know why. He's got some sort of vendetta against Fornells, and I love Fornells. Um, and I think he'll go Anderson, um, probably Antonio and Haller up front. Um, but I think if it was my decision, I would play 4 3 3. I'd play two holding midfielders of Rice and Suchek, and I'd probably play Fornells in front of them as a cam roll. With Anderson left wing and Antonio up front, not Heller, and I'd probably put Bowen as a right winger and play as a front three. Um, just to give their defence something to deal with pace wise and power. Because I think, as much as I like Heller, I think that like he's, a, he's probably one of the best, technically the best strikers we've had for a long time. But without the service and without someone with him, he just gets isolated all the time. And I think if Moyes can play to his strengths, maybe in a two, like you said, Daryl, um, it might work. Um, and if that's the case, him and Antonio, I've seen some good good partnership work up front together. Um, but then by doing that, you're then sacrificing maybe another midfielder. Um, it depends how Wolves set up, really, because you don't want to be overrunning the midfield, do you? So, Yeah. No, Mick, how about you? Uh, I'd recall Roberto from loan and start him. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it, it pains me to say this, but if it was down to me, I'd go. I was going to say exactly what Jamie said. Um, so it probably means <laughs> I am losing it. But uh, yeah, I'd go exactly as Jamie said. I would, again, similarly. I love Antonio, but I think he he will be in this instance a very good option to have coming off the bench later in the game when they're getting leggy. Um, depending on the situation, obviously, because players aren't going to be as fit as they were. And if you have him coming on like 50, 60 minutes, then if they're getting a little bit leggy, you can really um, make the most of it and have him getting in behind, running at them. So, yeah, that's what I'd go with. I, I also I look... Go on, Jamie. I was going to say, I also look at the Tottenham game as a better game for him to start because Tottenham have got less pace. That's yeah, my I, sort of, I sort of agree. But for me, this is the game that you've got to go and win, right? At the at the at the three games you've got early doors. This is the one you can potentially go and get three points in. Now, 
leading up to the end, when we started to play better, we were playing two up front with Haller and Antonio. Now I'd look at going, I think I think you're playing Gakia because we're still trying to get him to sign a contract and he was playing really well. It'll be in Gakia, Diop, Ogbonna, Balbuena, Cresswell. That'd be Rice my for. Rice and Zushek will play together. Then I think he'll go and it, I think he'll play four nils on the left with Bowen on the right and save Anderson for later on in the game, like he was at the end of the mm. end of before the break, and then yeah, Antonio, quite possibly. Antonio and Haller up front because you've got Bowen and Antonio, just pure pace. They're going to get at people. You've got the quality in four nils, and you've also got Haller who holds the ball up and brings Antonio into the game. Got to remember, they've got Lanzini on the bench as well. So no one's even is, mentioned Lanzini. Is, yeah, that's, that's is, nuts, isn't it, yeah, he's so he's bad. not been the player he used to be, but. No. Um, but then, like you say, that you've got five subs coming off the bench. So you're looking off the bench. You've got Anderson, as well. Anderson, Noble, um, Lanzini, Jetty, uh, Yamalenko, Wilson. As so well. much options on the bench. Yeah. Like, even, the, even a few youngsters coming off the bench, there's so much potential for us to get a result in this game. So Yeah. you got to remember as well, you can have nine subs. So you can load it up. We can make, yeah, we my, can make five changes as well, can't we? Is I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go bold, and I'm never normally optimistic about West Ham, as as Mig knows the most. I, I'm the worst West Ham fan ever. I'm gonna go three-one West Ham. Christ, Jesus Christ! I don't, I don't think we got three goals in this. I'm gonna go three one. one I'm gonna go one. All. Two, Bowen one. I'm gonna go one all, and I reckon that the goal scorer will be uh, Deal. From, oh, a corn, from a corner. From a corner. I'm going to be the very negative one here. Go two nil Wolves. I, I'll be shocked. I really be, will be impressed if we come out of this for a result. Joe, yeah. Joe, we should all do, and I know, Mick, you've got to do yours. We should all put a pound on the score that we've all picked mm. and see, see by the end of the season who's up the most. We've all got no money left. <laughs> uh, I was I was also gonna go um, one all, and I think our goal scorer will be Sebastian Eller. Look at you all being positive, and I'm the one like, no, we've not got a chance. I'd say I, I just I'm... think with a, in this situation, I think a draw is a fairly safe bet because you just don't know what any team's gonna be like. Yeah. So. As I said, like it wouldn't surprise me anything from winning four nil to losing four nil. Like yeah. anything in between that, it, nothing would surprise me. We're like the worst team in the whole league to actually ever predict on, because you never know what you're going to get. It's, it, that's it. These are the three games where you could come out. You could you could be typical West Ham. You could go beat Wolves, Spurs, Chelsea, lose to Villa, Norwich, Newcastle, yeah. um, whoever else you've got, and still go down. Yeah, right, that's that's West Ham for you. That's 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 what we've. That's what we've been brought up with, and that's that's why we love West Ham. It's great, but um, I'm very much looking forward to um, Saturday afternoon getting mm-hmm. back watching the boys play. Uh, yeah. We'll be back next week with um, a, one episode. It'll be a re- review of Wolves, and then we'll look forward to Spurs on Tuesday night. Big so game. Yeah. that should be out probably Monday, Sunday, Monday, um, hopefully. And fingers crossed, we have got yeah. three points and we're on our way to safety. Do you know what? That's so, one thing I probably wouldn't be surprised if they hold Noble off for playing him what, in the big uh, London. Yeah, playing him in the London derby, give him four nails and uh, Suchek the game on Saturday. 
and then bringing Noble in for the Spurs game to up there. I, I think Zuchek's going to play pretty much. Zuchek and, Noble, uh, Zuchek and Rice will start every game leading up to the end of the season, I think, because they've yeah. both playing so well. Um, Are you uh, anyone concerned, just a little bit, about Antonio um, getting injured? He likes an injury, doesn't he, when we have had a break? I'm yes. concerned about all our players getting injured because all our players like getting injured. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'd, I'd be surprised if we didn't have at least one big injury between mm. now and the end of the season. Yeah, the one that worries me the most would be losing Rice. If you lose Rice, yeah, we're in yeah, we are. Or Fabianski again. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Don't do it. Oh, I'm, I'm happy with Randolph. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm happy enough with Randolph. But I'm relaxed first. with Randolph. Yeah. I'm not. Oh my god, we might as well just give him the game anymore. So. Yeah, right, guys. Uh, that's a good episode. We're back on Monday. Um, on Monday. And come on your irons. Yeah, come on your irons. Oh,